Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch things from pop culture and then we talk about it. I'm Sky. I'm Jake. And we are watching the Mighty Ducks, the animated series from Disney's Disney Plus. Yes. <laughs> from Disney's Disney Plus. Yeah. Most of the properties will have the Disney's in front of them. And Disney's Plus is a product of Disney, so it makes sense. Disney presents Disney Plus's Disney's Mighty Ducks. Exactly. Yeah, I get it. All about getting your name out there. Yeah. Ask well, they, they're still a new brand. They want they want to get into the consciousness of, of of the people. Yeah, that's why they hired us to do this. Exactly. We are shills for Disney, but not in the way people are often accusing people who like Marvel or Star Wars. <laughs> they hired us to like the Mighty Ducks cartoon. That's right. Well, they wanted to see what kind of traction we'd get. and uh, The answer was very little. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Mighty Ducks popped up on the recommended page for a minute. Well, that's true. It ha- it's its own category now because of yeah. us. So suck it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, hello, Otis. He would like You're to be. so desperate for attention. He would like to be on the podcast. Yes, he always would. We'll get you a mic. We'll get, put it on your collar, and then we can just hear you breathe, <laughs> struggle to breathe into it. Do you ever watch those videos where people ask a dog a question and then hold them that tiny mic and the dog <laughs> just gently, chomps on it? Yeah. Just gently nibbles it. It's so good. Yeah. They're just trying to answer the question. They're just not good at it. <laughs> they have so much to say and no way to say it. <laughs> it's a bummer. Uh, so this one, this here episode, is entitled uh, Jurassic Puck. Yes. Um, and as soon as it started, I asked Jake which we thought was going to happen. Genetic stuff or time travel shenanigans. Because at this point, either one is likely. Unless you read the description of the... The thing, when you asked me that, I already knew the answer. I did not read I it. know you didn't. That's why I didn't say anything, right. because I don't want to ruin it for you. They were probably pretty clear on the genetic yeah. modification just, program. It's just like, Dragonus brings back some dinosaurs or something. <laughs> yeah, which is, Which succinct. isn't even explained in this, really. Uh, nah. just, Tanya just takes her best guess. Yeah, well, uh, when you have a vaguely science group, you can just kind of hand wave a lot of stuff yeah, away. Yeah, that's fine. I don't mind it. Yeah, it's fine. She seemed to have a handle on it, so good for her. You don't have to explain everything. That's right. Uh, so we open up on an airbase somewhere, I'm assuming probably near or in Anaheim. Yeah. Um, and they're tracking something. But it's not one of ours, sir. Yeah, it's like a military base of some sort. Um, and we're having like a full Independence Day moment. They're like excited about first contact, and that made me annoyed because you know where the goddamn ducks are from, right? It's not this planet or this dimension, question mark? Yeah, it, uh, I mean, I guess they haven't contacted them yet. <laughs> that would explain some stuff. Yeah, mostly the humans' confusion all around. Yeah, there's also dragons who've openly attacked Earth. Yes. So... Yeah, and uh, interdimensional bounty hunters shown up. A couple of uh, electric monsters. Yeah, I don't know if anybody met. There was a big explosion, so but I don't know if anybody met the android robot. Yeah, who, but it had to be caught on film somewhere along the line. I mean, they didn't have cameras in their pockets like we did back then. Yeah, but they got you know, uh, CCTV or something. <laughs> it's true. he did kick through a lot of walls. You're right yeah. there. Um, so, but the, the, the guy, uh, readies some missiles or whatever, like the general of the base and, uh, he alerts everybody on the grounds and then they ready a missile for launch. It looks like, uh, but instead it, like it just separates and it's a welcome aliens banner. Yes. Um, seems like a pretty costly production for something so stupid. Yeah. And it's in English and that's pretty presumptuous of them. (laughs) To think the aliens don't speak Chinese. Yeah. Or any other Earth language. Yeah. Or language at all. Maybe they don't have language. Yeah. Um I think I think Sky, if you watched Arrival, you I did know watch Arrival. you know that all everyone has language, it's just a matter of learning each other's language. I think that's, that's what that movie was about. Yes. Okay. It was. Uh sometimes your language is circles with little squiggles coming off of them or something. Yeah. Sometimes and, your language is a missile that says, welcome, Space Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing of it is, if you learn the circle language, you can throw your consciousness through time and space. I don't think I liked that movie. It was okay. It was a lot more complicated than it needed to be. I, yeah, I think I didn't. Maybe I liked it, but it wasn't. I don't know. 
It was maybe a it was good, good movie, but, but it wasn't entertaining. Yeah, I think it maybe that was it. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah. But Hawkeye's in it. Yes, he is. And uh, Amy Adams? That sounds right. She was uh, Batman's love reader? interest, right? Um, was that Maggie Gyllenhaal? That was Maggie it was Gyllenhaal. Maggie Gyllenhaal. It was someone else at first. I get those two confused. They look very similar in my head. Uh, they don't. I in real, in my head. I was going to say, in real life, they don't. Otherwise, they would have replaced her with her, but they didn't. They replaced her with someone else. Yeah, well, Maggie Gyllenhaal didn't look like the lady they had playing. Was it uh, someone else? Who was it? I can't it? remember that character's name. Is it Katie Holmes? It was Rachel something, right? Rachel is her name, correct? Yes. Yeah. I d- I don't know who played her. It doesn't matter. It truly doesn't. So the the missile pops open and it says "Welcome, Space Brothers," and at that point. The army guy looks up and says, that's not a flying saucer, and it's a goddamn pterodactyl that steals a missile. <laughs> like pterodactyls are wont to do. <laughs> yep. Uh, no reaction from the humans. They just accept this. They're just like, thank God it's not an alien. Yeah. I mean, well, they were hoping for an alien. They had a banner. I guess that's true. Which they have to get another one of because the damn uh, <laughs> dinosaur flew through it. So now they're down one ban- banner. We can't get through a single episode of the show without somebody Kool-Aid manning through a thing. <laughs> it was 1996, man. It was the time. It was <laughs> Kool-Aid man was at the height of his powers. Yeah. There was no, no wall one could stand against him. There was no one more powerful in popular consciousness than the Kool-Aid man. The cool, the Kool-Aid that make your mouth feel cold is oh yeah i remember that oh i forgot about that Where did did they have kool-aids that were one color but tasted a different color they did yeah i think we just kind of mixed them all together to make you know just sugar water that made your mouth cold you did at your house no i th- at caitlin's house oh. whenever we would hang out there peter would make kool-aid with this is like this, six packets of kool-aid this movie is pre that though the show or yeah this it's all a movie to me <laughs> life is uh yes um yes so pterodactyl steals a missile uh (laughs) we we cut over to the pond where there's a hockey game like you would expect to see uh nosedive scores a goal and i guess they win because it was last minute shot like there always is Uh, i bet i would maybe one out of every 11 hockey games is this exciting in real life (laughs) was this one exciting I don't know. He made a last-minute shot to oh. win the game. Although we don't even know that they were down. That he could have just made another point for yeah. them. Yeah, that's true. We don't see a scoreboard, and nobody talks about it. And they, the Ducks themselves, get a, a a beep on their communicators saying that there's a subcategory 12-E alert, which means dinosaurs. Yeah, Tanya programmed all these alerts, and she made a dinosaur one. Right. So that means. Either she got real into Earth history or there's dinosaurs from uh, Puck World. Do you think they're regular like dinosaurs like this or are they duck dinosaurs? I mean, I know we have a duck dinosaur, <laughs> but like, I mean, like a Tyrannosaurus just regular, but with a duck beak. I don't, I don't know because birds came from dinosaurs. But these birds seem to have come from apes also. So well, not necessarily. They just have. Like, oh, you mean completely human-like features except for their mouths? Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe they got tails. We don't know. They're always wearing pants. And we haven't seen any of their and they dicks got tits yet. for some reason. So. So. And but I think they... Not necessarily apes. I was saying some sort of divergent thing. I, I and Or it's just a crossbreeding situation. Mm. Monkeys and, and chickens, and they made this. <laughs> Who gave sex? Who gave sex? Who had sex with what and gave birth to which? <laughs> it's very hard to tell at this point. I hope they get into it, though. <laughs> Indeed. But Tanya acts like kind of a bitch because she's like, what? You don't know my whole system of arbitrary alerts? And everybody else is like, no. No, we were busy boning down and learning earth culture. <laughs> we were reading comic books. And like doing other things. Nerd. <laughs> she does nerd it up this whole episode. She does. She knows a lot about dinosaurs and is also terrified of them. Well, I think the more you know about dinosaurs, the more you should be scared of them. So that makes sense. I guess. But usually it's the other way around, where if you know a lot about something, you aren't as afraid of it. Well, that's only things that aren't actually scary. Like thunder? Yes. But when you know more about things that eat people, (laughs) you're like, 
Yeah, pr- there I isn't probably a shouldn't. single dinosaur that ever existed that ate a single human. You don't know that for sure, Sky. I do know that for sure. Uh, I don't know. I do know. I've seen the Flintstones. <laughs> no, they were not a single human got eaten in that. Yeah, show. they were. I was gonna say they weren't eating uh, humans. They were busy carving their portraits in stone with their beaks. Yeah, and being garbage disposals and uh, <laughs> being the stoplight and going, it's a living heavy equipment to quarry out stuff yeah what or a, something what a good time <laughs> was it yeah remember when the flintstones would sell you cigarettes well i don't remember because i wasn't alive but i am aware of it <laughs> yes every episode of the Sim- uh, not the simpsons sorry uh just that's Same just show. how i talk uh <laughs> Every episode of the Flintstones is entirely based on a lie that Fred is telling. If you've ever watched two consecutive episodes, you're like, he's just lying again. Why? Why? Why doesn't he just not lie to his wife and then everything will be fine? Every episode is like that. It has been probably over 20 years since I've watched an episode of the Flintstones because I don't even think I enjoyed it then. It was just on. You don't enjoy anything, and there it's good. I mean, it's I good if you stuff. if you enjoy watching a man try and lie his way out of a situation for lots and lots of different episodes. Then <laughs> it's your show. Plus, there are dinosaurs that do things. And eventually, an alien. Yeah, and uh, the alien just helps him lie. <laughs> Fred Flintstone is a complicated man who has a lying problem. Yeah, and a cool tie. Yes. No uh, pants. It's a long dress. <laughs> just living the dream. Yeah. Uh, so the Mallory brings up Drake one. Like they go into the Technodrome, and uh, they're like, "There's there's two dinosaurs attacking," and Phil wants them to go fight dinosaurs because it'll be it'll look cool and they can sell movie rights and stuff to that story. I mean, dinosaurs are cool, so it's true. They appeal to children and adults. It's it's cross promotion, is what it is. Yeah. Everyone else isn't as excited because they don't like his his reasoning. Right, and they might be killed. Yeah, there's that. And they fought an electricity monster. I'm, I wouldn't be that afraid. They of fought a, two of electricity monsters. <laughs> One of them might just been generic energy. I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> they looked identical. That's for damn yes. sure. Um. <laughs> so uh, Tanya says some vague sciencey bullshit. Uh, to hand wave away how Draganus could have made these yeah. a few dino genes and that DNA accelerator to accelerate the DNA. It's they got these dinosaurs have real fast DNA. Yeah. But real slow steps. Uh so they go off and we cut to the the pterodactyl flying a missile. Very, you know, real inconspicuous like. Um and then it lands <laughs> and puts the missile down on a truck in the middle of the road. In the middle of the city. Luckily, there's never anyone else on the streets in this city. It is fortunate. Uh, and the only humans that we know are Phil and Officer Cleghorn. And they're uh, both very inept. Yeah. I mean, I guess briefly we met that army commander at the beginning of this one, but... That's true. He didn't get a name, so... Yeah. And the comic book people. Or comic oh, yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they also don't really matter. But nobody saw this damn pterodactyl fly around, and it is screeching. <laughs> um, Chameleon is obviously the one driving. Right, and he's, the truck is not just any truck. It's like a truck designed to haul big, long missiles. Yeah, very specifically missile. Yeah. So that's got to be missing from some military base, right? Yes. I feel like the humans should be on to them. Also, if this truck is specifically designed to transport missiles... Maybe it should have some sort of tracking chip in it, you know, so you can find your damn missile if it goes rogue, if it's a broken arrow. That seems like a good idea. Remember the movie Broken Arrow with John Travolta? No, I don't. It's pretty good. I mean, it's dumb, but it's fun dumb, like the transporter, where uh, John Travolta is a crazy guy who steals a thermonuclear missile, and some guy who's the lead actor, uh, who's the good guy of the movie, I don't know who he is, but he has to get it back. There's one scene where the guys are shooting guns at the truck that has the the missile, and John Travolta very calmly says, "Can we not shoot at the thermonuclear weapon, please?" In his crazy John Travolta talk, it's pretty good. You love John Travolta. He's all right. 
is he problematic? I don't remember. Is he um, just weird? I think he's just weird. Okay. Because in Face Off, he does a lot of face touching to his family, and he improved that. That wasn't written in. It was just weird. That's just weird acting. I and I think he's just a weirdo. I he's don't just, think he's a creep. He's weird. Um. But uh, Chameleon does a, a reference to a thing. I'm pretty sure there. This is the first of two references to the honeymooners. Could be. Is does he have a cast on? Yes, okay. but I don't think he does later, and they don't explain it. Okay, maybe Draconis finally got just sick of his shit and just broke his wrist. I I my only guess is that it was so get your references. It was supposed to be the the control of the dinosaurs that he holds later, oh. and they they didn't understand it while they were animating it, and they made it a cast or something. <laughs> gauntlet <laughs> we should start wearing gauntlets yes always so the ducks pile into the migrator and they fly or they drive around instead of getting their spaceship and flying around to find a flying thing uh, but that's fine and then tanya says that she can't scan it because the buildings are futzing with her her scanners which, which also would be a good reason to fly but that's fine uh, so she gets out on foot she doesn't even get a like a motorcycle or like a Segway or anything. But also, even on foot, the buildings would still mess with her scanners, right? One would assume. But maybe they're just going too fast for them to pick up. I guess so. Whatever. She gets a hand scanner and she starts walking around. She turns a corner without looking up, you know, like a precursor to smartphones. And there's just a... She calls it something else, but it's like a, a Brachiosaurus. I think later she calls it a Seismosaur or something that like that. That sounds right. I mean, it sounds dumb and wrong and yeah. made up, but I, that is the thing that she says. So she uh, uh, risk communicators the other guys, and she's like, there's a damn dinosaur here. Well, no, she doesn't say that. She's too scared. Uh, I guess that's right. And, and she's she, like, but she doesn't say ghost because it's a dinosaur. And then this clearly herbivore dinosaur has sharp pointy teeth and leans all the way down to scream in the face of this duck listen if you're gonna make your uh nice gentle dinosaur evil you gotta file its teeth down so it's <laughs> scarier i guess that's fair it was genetically modified or accelerated yeah i don't know if accelerating it makes you scarier or not it doesn't help i don't i i don't really remember what it does i don't remember when we saw the, the accelerator last uh i don't either the migrator comes a rolling up Insider Grin and du Duke, uh, they didn't think that the dinosaurs would be that scary, but then they uh, like they see it and they do an emergency backup uh, with the migrator, and the thrusters start shooting. Except they go in the wrong way. It's it's silly looking, and then the the brachiosaur knocks a bunch of building down on top of the migrator, and they're dead. I would miss Duck Orange. It'd be fine if Grin died. Based on past episodes, I thought they were just going to be under this pile for the rest of the episode. Because I also thought that. Because that's how we've been rolling, is you got to <laughs> knock out a few ducks. You don't have to write as much dialogue. That's right. Tanya sees what happens, and then she runs over to say, or to try and save them, or at least see if they're dead. Uh, Wrath and Siege watch this happen, and uh, they call to check in with uh, with Draganus. That's when we find out it's a seismosaur. He's probably waiting for me to talk again. (laughs) They call up Draganus to tell him what happened, and we see Draganus futzing around with two more dinosaurs and tubes. Uh, They report that uh, two of them got smushed, and Draganus throws a hissy fit because he uh, wanted all of them to die. He blows up a a computer screen. Narrowly missing those uh, dinosaur embryos. (laughs) Yeah. So Siege calls back, and he's like, why did you do that? You didn't hit me or anything. That's a dumb thing to have done. He's not wrong. He seems upset. Yeah. Um, that bark implies that there's absolutely nothing outside. Oh, yeah? Yeah. When Siege calls back, Draganus starts walking around, and he's fussing with guns and stuff in his, his, uh, his laboratory. And he gives us the only hint as to what the plot is. Uh... He says that they're trying to make the world a warmer place for all Saurians. So I guess the plan is to steal a missile and shoot it into the core of the Earth to explode it so that the Earth itself gets hot. Yes, because presumably they're cold-blooded and it's too cold here for them. Sure. They need but, they need a big flat, warm rock. That's right. 
but they don't say that at any point. We just kind of have to piece it together. Yes. Which is way smarter or giving the audience way more credit than it deserves, I think. So Draganis goes and grabs the DNA accelerator and shoots the embryos with it. And I guess that'll make them into regular dinosaurs. If nothing else, it makes them wiggle about. Sure does. The other ducks, the... Oh, I guess that's why they weren't all in the arrow wing because Wildwing, Mallory, and Nosedive, yeah, uh, are at the military base talking to the general who is super stoked to meet aliens and doesn't give two shits about meeting the ducks who are aliens. Um, they ask him why the dinosaur stole a missile, and he retorts by saying, "Why does a duck need a stealth fighter?" All good questions, everyone. But true, and he doesn't have a problem with them having it. Like, he doesn't try to take it from them, but he does wonder why they have it, but not enough to stop them. For some reason, Mallory's very upset with that. She tries to pick a fight with him. Yeah, and for some reason, she's also only wearing one glove. Well, Michael Jackson. She's very asymmetrical. <laughs> she has one, she has two different kinds of shoulder pads. It's... <laughs> she knows what she's about. Um, While they're... Or Wildwing steps in to stop the fist fight that's sure to break out, and a pterodactyl comes down and steals Nosedive. For reasons. I mean, I guess presumably because... He looks like a missile? I was just going to say, because Draganus just said, kill all the ducks, so they got to start somewhere. I guess. But that pterodactyl does a real shit job of it, because he just picks him up and flies away. Right, he should just eat him right there. Eat him or drop him. Or talon him. But instead, just, like probably uncomfortably flies him away but uncomfortable for who the dinosaur or the duck probably the duck i mean getting picked up by your shoulders like that probably isn't very comfy no do you think it's comfortable for the dinosaur probably doesn't really notice yeah i guess it's got to pick up its food and stuff yeah it's kind of its whole deal um so naturally wildwing and mallory follow in their uh in the their stealth jet arrow wing Mallory wants to shoot it, and Wildwing says, no, that will kill Nosedive. Not if you shoot it right. You shoot the, the dinosaur dead, it lets go of uh, Nosedive, and you fly underneath of him and catch him. Boom, boom, boom. That's what I thought would happen. But instead, they just follow it some more. Wildwing is pretty indignant throughout this whole episode. He's very upset with everything everybody says. We've summed up what's happening too quickly. There's a lot of stupid quips that Nosedive gives. Yeah. Like he tries to talk to it. And he it doesn't, doesn't ever quit. I'll give him that. Yeah. But we cut back to uh, Mallory and the other boys. The tower or the building has fallen down on the migrator and she's just yelling at it. Uh, she tells them to use the grappling hook if they can hear her. Uh, she's standing directly in front of the, where the grappling hook comes out and barely gets out of the way in time, though. Yeah, I do appreciate that where she hops out of the way and she's, oh, I guess they heard me. She really shouldn't have been standing directly right. in front of it. Yeah. If you're going to ask she's them the to She's the smart thing. one. <laughs> the smartest one. Um, but like, yeah, why didn't they just think to do that themselves? Because they used the grappling hook to pull the migrator out. Well, she was uncovering the, the front so that it could shoot out. Is that what was happening? Yeah. Or just giving it credit? No, that's what was happening. I thought she was just moving stuff away so she could yell into the barrel of the gun. <laughs> that's where sound goes. That's right. It's a tunnel that leads right inside. Yeah. Uh. So the migrators ex- excavated, and we jump back to Nosedive, who's being brought to a like a building being built, and the or ter- rebuilt from yeah. the last time something attacked. <laughs> yeah, this that's time. possible. The pterodactyl drops him, and he's mad. He doesn't like being I don't know bird handled or whatever. Uh, the other ducks f- fly over with the arrowing, and they're like, "Oh, we can't fly this thing in there. There's too many girders." So they're going to have to use the personal pan-flying machines. Because the pterodactyl picks Nosedive up again after he had shot some explodey pucks at it. Yeah. Didn't care for it. Wildwing says a confusing thing where he's yeah, he going does. To, to land the plane using the autopilot. Except it doesn't land at all. And then they hop out with the uh, the individual jetpacks, which I think are pretty neat looking. Wouldn't mind having one of those myself. They seem heavy. Well, yeah. Like, like uh, just when they land later, like when Mallory it just has hers on her back, it <laughs> seems like it would be too heavy to carry around like she walks around with it on. Well, there's a lot of bits to it. I know. That's what I'm saying. It seems heavy. Uh, we jump over to 
a hole in the earth. Yes. Where uh, Chameleon is lowering a missile into the sewer. It seems to be what happened. And then it's this. It's the second of two uh, honeymooners. honeymooners references where he turns into Ralph here. Yeah, he drives a bus. He's not driving a bus in this instance, though, so I don't know why they chose these specific references. It doesn't have to make sense. I guess so. It's for the adults. Um, and Wrath and Siege are there, but they're not really doing anything. The Migrate are still operational for the most part, and the ducks are traveling somewhere, and they're kind of telling Tanya that she shouldn't have been afraid of the dinosaurs. Except that's a very rational fear. Yeah, they're they're a little out of line here for being like, why were you fucking scared of that big monster? What, are you a bitch or something? Sounds like you're a bitch, Tanya. Yeah. Not Sack the, up. Not the mean kind of bitch. I mean, like a coward bitch. Yeah. Except, like, no, it was a giant-ass dinosaur that kill, almost killed you yeah. two. Did you see how sharp that thing's teeth were that aren't reason? supposed to be sharp? But it was very tall. It knocked down a building on you. It was effortlessly strong. Yeah. And then Grin says, we have to grow stronger by facing our fears. And she faced it. Like, she was face to face with it, literally. And, like, she didn't freeze or anything. She just had nothing to do. Like, Yeah, you can't. And then, like, there was a different target. So the dinosaur ran away. It's not like she tried to shoot it and couldn't. She didn't have a gun. She had a sensor. But then they get hit by a tra- by a t- or a triceratops. Yeah, all of a sudden there's more dinosaur. It's not the ones that we saw Dragatus grow beam. That's for damn sure. No, we we get those a little bit. Yeah, and for the record, I watched a show that recreated dinosaur skulls using realistic uh, materials for skin and bone. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then they slammed it into a thing to see. Like a, a triceratops skull to see how powerful it would be were they to, you know, do a running headbutt. And they found out that the skulls, if they smashed into something like a car, would just shatter. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What uh, were they smashing into then? Each other? They think that it was more of a deterrent where, like, if you got close, they would stab you. Oh. <clears throat> they weren't really. Yeah, they'd just circle up and then, you know, defend themselves that way. But this one gets a full, like, two-block run and smashes into the migrator, and it's fine. I'm going to blame it on accelerated genes. Yeah, the DNA accelerator really thickened those bones up. Yep. So the migrator gets knocked on its side, and then the t- the Triceratops continue their theft, I, I guess? guess. Yeah, I think so. Because they punch a hole in a building, and then the big-ass... Brontosaurus dinosaur comes over and steals explosives from a construction site? Yes. The same one that Nosedive got thrown into, maybe? Possibly? It's hard to say. But then the other ducks hop out through the emergency but lower hatch of the migrator. One of seven emergency exits on yeah. the there's no <laughs> There's no actual structure. It's just doors. <laughs> uh, Nosedive is being flown around by the, trice- or the pterodactyl. And the other two ducks are flying around on the jetpacks. So they're just shooting it now. They don't give a single fuck anymore. Uh, until Wildwing shoots a tether puck. And then the pterodactyl eats his jetpack. It looks like he died. Except we both know he didn't. You and, and me. Or you the audience and me. That's what <laughs> I, I thought I did think he died though. Yeah. Uh, he swings in like Spider-Man and saves Nosedive as Mallory comes over and shoots the pterodactyl with more explodey pucks. I don't fully understand the, the Wild Wings maneuver there, though. It, because it physically, using physics, it shouldn't have worked. Right, but even, like, why did he have to jump out of the thing to rescue Nosedive? I don't know. Okay. Distraction? I guess, look cool? I guess so. They blew all their extra budget on making explosions. Okay. So Mallory lands, and she sets up the thing. And it, the, the personal pan jetpacks are pretty large. But it's a cool device. Yeah. So um, Tanya calls and they're like, we're going to die. Can you please come help us? And we cut over to Duck Orange fencing with a Triceratops. He's having a good old time, but the Triceratops is being very patient and not squishing him. Yeah. He's just letting him tap his sword on his horns. Yeah. As this is happening, Grin's running from the other one and then... Chameleon turns into the Maytag repairman. That's what we think it uh, has happened. And he steals explosives. 
don't know what the fuck's happening in this episode. <laughs> so weird. Uh, then Tanya has a fourth wall break moment where she's like, I'll go and help them. And, oh, wait, there's dinosaurs. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, and she runs back inside of them. I'm going to hide her. inside this car. Which is a good call on her part. Not the kind best of. call because that car keeps getting attacked. It's better than going out and having a fist fight with a dinosaur like I Grin's doing. Guess that's true. Grin does have a gun after all, and he shoots a tether puck at the the brontosaurus, and then he climbs up to its neck, and he notices that there's a metal plate on its head. Uh, he doesn't know what it is, but he sure does touch it and get electrocuted. Yeah. So, so that the thing just has just electricity spewing out of it, I guess. I yeah, maybe the dinosaurs are tough enough to that they that's how you have to drive them is by electrocuting them. I guess so. Uh, so Duke falls like 30 feet or not Duke grin falls 30 feet next to Duke, um, who assumes that, or makes a quip about how grin just wants to get in on his sword fight in action. Grin's like, I don't get jealous. And then (laughs) they both get up and they flip over the migrator or they try to anyway. It doesn't, I don't know how, how these two are strong enough to do that. I get grins the strong man. But, like, it's still a car on its side. They're not even rocking it. It just flips right over. Yeah. It's dumb. And also, why wouldn't the migrator, who's been flipped over several times, not just have a button that writes it? Yeah, it's just a big stick that comes out to yeah. flip it back <laughs> on its side. Um, but they flip it over, and then they try to drive away, and then a triceratops smashes into it, and then they just go the other way. Everything's fine. They do manage to outrun that Triceratops. Yeah. So the other ducks are like, we're safe. And then Tanya says, no, we should probably not have dinosaurs running around. That will keep us not safe indefinitely until we deal with it. Not just dinosaurs. Dinosaurs controlled by their bad guy. Yeah. So Grin makes mention of how there's plates on 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 their heads. And Tanya says, well, we could probably fix that. I assume she was going to whip up a sort of radio signal blocking device by palming the, the buttons on the dash yeah there's like there's like a panel of like six big buttons and she just pushes them <laughs> it looks like a simon but that's not what's happening she's got to track the remote control controlling them right that's what they're gonna do for a reason so we cut back to the sewer where siege is taking the explosives that they've stolen and they're packing them into the missile because apparently that missile's just a case and doesn't have a warhead apparently Seems like a stupid theft on their part, but I guess they did send a pterodactyl to just grab one, so I guess it's not on <laughs> the pterodactyl. It was just born today, so it not knowing to grab a warhead in addition to the missile is not yeah. on it. So Draganis cackles about exploding the town, and we cut back to Pet Royal, recently rebuilt. Uh, and the ducks pull up again, and if I were the night watchman, I'd just be like, God damn it, and I would just go <laughs> home. Fuck it. I like that you don't remember much about this show, but you remember that this location happened uh, early on. I remember because I didn't notice the name first. Nah. So they, they pull up in the migrator and they get out, you know, because, and Tanya says the signal's strong here, we'll have to walk around until we find it. So I, if it's that strong, you could probably find the source, Tanya. I can't believe the migrator is consistently smashed from scene to scene. <laughs> it's true. All the guns are bent. Yeah, and the top is like crumpled. Yeah. They're they're trying. Like not with plot and stuff, but with like animation. Uh Chameleon pops out and he's wearing a carnival barker's outfit and he yells, Come meet my pets or whatever. And two uh T Rexes walk out. They have very strange animation. They move real weird. It's very uncomfortable. They look like robots that don't quite work right. Uh and then ducks like, oh, I understand why you're afraid of these now, Tanya. Way to come all the way around. Yeah. Um, oh, once the scary ones got here, I understand <laughs> your point. Well, when Tanya got one screaming in her face, he was safely inside of a metal duck. Right. And now he's it's, on foot. He's inside of a metal duck hockey mask car. <laughs> yeah. They got to stick on theme. They're very good at it. So, uh, Siege and Wraith, Wrath, I was going to call him Wraith. Wraith. Right, uh, are like, yay, we did it. Let's go home. And then the the other three ducks come flying in on Mallory. The ducks shoot at them a little, and then they decide to peace out. 
Meanwhile, Nosedive notices that there's a missile pointing into the earth and doesn't think that that's an issue. No, he thinks they've done it wrong, which he states in a second. Yeah. He thinks that you shoot missiles up, not down. Which I guess is fair. Right, but the only reason you're shooting a missile up is for it to go down eventually. The missile launches and it goes down and explodes in the earth and lava comes pouring out or actually exploding out of the manholes. Nosedive says something like, oh, they hit hot sauce. And then Wildwing says, hot sauce, my feet. That's volcano. It's volcano juice. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like an earthquake should have happened instead of just explosions of lava. Yeah. But whatevs. So the ducks talk about there being a volcano and they make quips about it affecting traffic. No, or Wildwing says that the only way to plug up the volcano is with the Arrowwing's weapons. Yes. Which is a bonkers thing to say. Because you know how it started? Was with weapons? Yeah. The dog seems to want something. He's He says, you're about three three quarters of the way through recording. It's time for me to go to the restroom. <laughs> what? What a cute wine you just made. Go get Katie. She's not doing anything. So we cut back to uh, the Royal Petroil. There it is. Petroil. And the T-Rexes are making their way slowly towards the ducks. If they don't run, they'll be fine. Yeah. Jurassic Park has taught me anything. And it seems like at least a couple of these ducks have taken in as much human pop culture and stuff as they can. So you'd think they'd know that. Yeah. And we see Grin fucking sock a T-Rex in the jaw, which is pretty boss i guess it's the coolest thing he's done in a very long time (laughs) i mean to be to be fair he hasn't been in a lot of episodes (laughs) i guess that's true um so tanya chickens out uh as you will uh, or as she's been made out to seem uh, as a coward will do yeah she uh she runs back into the migrator and hides and a t-rex flips it over and stomps on it like a dick (laughs) Um, instead of going after duck orange and we jump over to the other ducks they're running because they don't have their plane anymore for some reason and uh, they run across the brachiosaurus well they they set the plane to autopilot to land somewhere and they don't know where it landed (laughs) yeah that was dumb of them (laughs) they gotta find it later it's like when you park your car somewhere when you're drunk get drunk and then get a ride home you gotta there's a whole movie about it called dude where's my arrowing yeah and also the hangover uh that's a whole different thing now they got drunk and lost their car i think they were looking for a man sky mm. i mean you got to find your car too i guess so so the brachiosaurus and the triceratops are steadily encroaching on them and then the pterodactyl also shows up pretty good teamwork from these disparate species of dinosaurs yeah uh, all being controlled from one button <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, and the ducks are deftly avoiding getting smooshed or stabbed or picked up. For some reason, Wildwing knows that the only thing that'll fix this is by shooting it with the arrow wing. Oh, which happens to just be right there. So I guess they did know where the arrow wing was. Yeah. The Brachiosaurus is kicking it. <laughs> Maybe they didn't know and that's how they found it. <laughs> Could be. Tanya is the only one who can fix it, I guess. I'm not sure why. Well, Wildwing she's the only she's the only one who's not cornered by a dinosaur at the moment. I, is she? Because like I, I, Wildwing is right next to the arrow. Like he could see the arrowing, and he took the time to make a phone call. Well, yeah, but she's got to get the remote. Oh, okay. And first, also Tanya's the only one with access to a motorcycle at the moment. Yeah, so. she gets the motorcycle, and so. Part of riding the motorcycle is wearing, I guess, this sort of helmet, but it's well, not really a helmet. That is her uh, helmet that she wears when she uses her rocket skates as well. Everybody has a helmet for when they use the rocket skates. Oh. And hers just happens to have the weird wings, like but a it, Viking helmet. But it's not even a helmet because it doesn't cover the top of her head. No, but it protects her eyes, <laughs> even though she's already got glasses. I was going to say, she's got goggles on all the time. It's doing nothing extra. Yeah, yeah. her hair is very protruding. But she does... Uh, hightail it over to the arrow wing just as lava's going to melt it and a dinosaur's gonna step on it. Uh, she deftly maneuvers between the 
the the legs of the dinosaurs. Meanwhile, all the other goddamn ducks are just watching it happen. So they are... Ugh. They could at any time go and get on there. Like you said, they don't have a motorcycle. They could walk there, though. And Tanya's fast enough to steal the remote control from uh, Chameleon, even as he teleports. Yeah. He teleports long before the remote starts to teleport. Yeah. So she presses the off button, I guess, and the dinosaurs decide everything's cool. We're going to stop doing stuff. Uh, and they I don't even off. think they think everything's cool. They're just confused. You can tell because the one scratches his noggin. <laughs> we shouldn't exist. <laughs> I'm a sin against nature. <laughs> I'm a spit in God's face. <laughs> um, do you have another one? No, that <laughs> <Okay>. was all. <laughs> I thought I interrupted you. Uh, so everybody piles into the arrow wing and they fly up straight up, which is a bad thing to do because that's how you get your engine to stall. <laughs> Um, that's uh, for real sp- spaceships, guy. This one's from Duck Space. No, spaceships, I think you could shoot or fly directly up, but like planes, you can't. By design, you have to shoot a spaceship straight up, I think. Well, yeah, or but maybe the, at a I mean, this is angle. the one they came here on, so. Ah, that's fair. So, Tanya shoots a single puck into the volcano. It explodes. It doesn't even shoot, like, she doesn't even shoot it, like, into the, like, hole or anything. She no, just shoots in it plume. into the. Yeah. But that's enough. I thought it might be like a cold puck or something. Me too. I thought they were going to freeze the lava. Because they've mentioned their cold pucks before. uh, And we don't see that. It seems like one that's too useful that they can't use it because it would get them out of situations too quickly. Right. Uh, But it's enough. And they did it. Hooray. And then what are they going to do with the dinosaurs? Are they going to kill these sins against nature? Nah. It's going to press a button and the dinosaurs will wander off to where they were hatched. Which is Draganus's house. I guess, but his house is also, you know, in Earth, yeah. in an Earth neighborhood. And they have to get there. Yep. So, like, they have to smash their way to their location. Yeah, and Draganus is mad that everybody fucked up. And he's seriously thinking about getting some new henchmen. And then the dinosaurs show up. What are they going to do? Probably smash in. Like no, the- not the dinosaurs. I meant the dragons. Oh, I don't know. Fly away? No, Sky, they're going to open a portal to Swamp World. Right. Well, you'd think they'd fly away, what with their thing being able to fly. But yeah, they just rip a hole in space-time and they send the uh, the dinosaurs to Swamp World, which is a, a, the laziest name <laughs> these uh, Saurian scientists could have named it. Uh, they send a bunch of dinosaurs and a bunch of Earth trash there. Yeah. Well, anything involving Earth is going to get some Earth trash. It's true. This is what Earth needs is uh, just a big portal to somewhere else that we can throw all of our trash in. That we can actively destroy. Yeah. And pillage for resources. Sounds very human. So the Ducks won uh, both their their hockey game from earlier and also the fight. So they go home. They've won it all. And Nosedive says, let's watch some TV. And he turns it on and it's a documentary about dinosaurs. Oh, uh, Not a dinosaur program. And the Ducks don't want to watch it. And instead of changing the channel they all leave and tanya's like i'm brave enough to watch this documentary that's definitely not going to attack us why are you why are you leaving uh and then everybody else closes the door behind them and she turns off the documentary because she is spooked after all waka waka (laughs) and then the show ends i mean She's probably just happy to have some quiet because they all left. That's true. Everybody's very loud. <laughs> Except for Grin. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, Jake. Well, uh, yes. Who's the, or what was the most terrific part? The most terrific part was that there were dinosaurs. I accidentally said terrific park. I heard what you said, but okay. heard, uh, also heard what you meant. So. Cool. Thank you. Uh, the most terrific park was the fact that there were dinosaurs. There were dinosaurs, and uh, they were, I, for the most part, they were pretty well drawn, cool looking dinosaurs. I didn't see any feathers, but I'll let it slide. We didn't. We weren't totally sure on the feather thing at this point. Yeah, in time. Yeah, I mean, in this current point in time, we're pretty sure. But yeah. when this was drawn, T Rexes looked like big old chickens. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Sky? What did you think was the most terrific park? Um. The most turtle-rific part was they got to use those personal pan flying machines. Those are neat. 
I like they're probably design. they're probably my favorite of their vehicles. They do look exactly like a Happy Meal toy. I was just gonna say it's definitely just a thing you would strap on top of an action figure to sell it again. Yeah, um, but like they're red, and I want one. Yeah, you want to build one in the garage this afternoon? Sure. Okay. Um, I got three pieces of scrap wood. We can start there. Fantastic. That's enough for a base. I bought some screws the other day, so drywall screws. So. Yay, that'll hold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's the most likable or effective character? <sighs> that's a. I mean, I I want to say the dinosaurs again, but that seems too easy. They didn't get names. I don't think they count as characters. Uh, They're kind of props. Oh, uh, rats. Um, I certainly don't want to give it to Tanya, even though she learned the most about facing her fears. I, I kinda, guess I just, she did. I, yeah, I guess I'll go with her. She she saved the day. Certainly. Maybe maybe it's Chameleon because he's seen. All of the honeymooners. <laughs> That's what he does when he's not stealing empty nuclear warheads. <laughs> he's watching the honeymooners. Got to do something to fill the day. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I'm going to give it to Mallory, who wanted to pick a fist fight with a military general because he didn't realize that they were aliens. And also, he sort of vaguely mentioned that they shouldn't have a stealth fighter. Didn't she have a big boner over the military guy yep. a couple episodes ago? Okay. But it wasn't this guy. Oh, yeah. You're he right. doesn't have enough stars. Yeah. She gets into a lot of trouble when she uh, goes to the old She's cracker barrel and they don't have <laughs> enough stars on their apron. That's right. Is that a thing that cracker barrel does? Yeah, you get stars depending on like where you're at and your training and your time mm. working there and stuff like that. I see. Uh, what'd you do for Pop Culture Pal Cleanse? Well, I'm so hungry. I haven't eaten yet today. <laughs> I'm getting hard to think. <laughs> we, uh, we had Panera, so I had uh, not only half a sandwich, but a bread bowl as well. So I'm full of Excellent. bread. That's my usual is, order as well. Yeah, which is the best way to uh, you know eat lunch is just you as order much bread. as much bread as they can legally sell you. Yeah, I did get the chips instead of the French baguette because uh-huh. I I, th- I figured it was enough bread with the bread bowl. And I really like their chips. Quitter talk. I just really like their chips. The kettle chips? You just get kettle chips. Yeah, but they're they're in that nice brown bag. That's true. It's a good time. Um, what did I do for a pop culture palate cleanse, Sky? That is a know. wonderful question. I believe last time I had just started uh the Star Wars Light of the Jedi, the High Republic situation. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm well into it. It's uh very good. Highly recommend. It's probably one of the better new canon Star Wars novels so far. So check it out, everyone, if you want to read about Jedi doing cool Jedi stuff when they're not just like, uh-oh, there's a Sith. And also the Scott Pilgrim game came out, uh, the oh, yeah? 10th anniversary. Uh, they re-released it. Hot damn. And, On what? Uh, PlayStation and Switch. Sweet. I'm going to get that for my Switch. Oh, yeah, you should. And then you can play with me at Furby. Hell yeah. Um. Because he he just bought it this afternoon for the Switch. I am so bad at video games. Yeah, but it's like a isn't it just a side scroll and beaten up? Yeah, uh, designed to have four players, and it really feels like they send the same amount of bad guys after one player as they would for <laughs> four. Because they that first level is long and hard, and there are so many people to beat up. But yeah, so I've played that a little bit. That's that's fun. Uh, video games aren't really my thing, but I like Scott Pilgrim, and I like. Something simple like that where I don't have to like figure anything out. Run to the right and punch? Yes. I'm still bad at it, but I don't have to figure <laughs> anything out. So I'm all about that. But yeah, other than that, uh, nothing too exciting. Had I started watching Perfect Strangers last week? Yes. Okay, then I'm still doing that. I don't know if you told me off air or on. Oh, well, I started, I'm into the second season of Perfect Strangers. <laughs> it's surprisingly good. Neat. I don't think it's going to stay as funny as these first two seasons are, because the first two seasons are literally just the two main characters doing all sorts of silly slapstick things, and I think they introduce other characters in it. It probably has, like... They get married eventually. Yeah. Um, They introduce those girls at the beginning of the second season. But the slapstick comedy in the beginning of that is really funny. Maybe that's why I remember it being so fucking funny, because at the time I was in that perfect demo for that. It's not even just, like, it's, like, well-timed slapstick stuff. It's not just, like, oh, he fell down. It's... Like you like. Yeah, which I do really like, but I, I really appreciate well-timed, like, <laughs> physical comedy. Sure. So, uh, check it out. Check out the show from 1985. 
Perfect Strangers. <laughs> How about you, Sky? What did you pop culture palette cleanse? I did not do a lot this week. Um, I played in three different T and D campaigns, though. That's a lot. It was. That's probably that's probably More. close to two full work days worth of doing. You're not wrong. I know I'm not it, wrong. Um, yeah, it it was a lot. It's more than I would normally do, but I did enjoy it. What else did I do? I watched WandaVision this morning. Oh yeah, I watched. And it that was yesterday. okay. Uh, it's gonna you're gonna it's gonna get fun. I mean, it's already fun. It's gonna get. I it's fine. It it just felt disingenuous. I don't. It's okay. I don't know. Like they have the exact set from the uh, the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah, in the first episode, it, and then it, that's on purpose. Yeah, I know. It just feels, it's not sincere. It's I don't feel like like it's just I don't know. It was fine. Well, I liked it. Yep, it, it was fine. It delivered exactly what it promised, and something is going on, and we don't know yet. That's yeah, there was it, a lot of Wanda and Vision. There, there. I don't, I don't know what more you expected from it. Uh, this is exactly what I expected from. Okay, it. I expected you not to like it, so I guess yeah. we're exactly where we're at. Yeah, everybody was right. Good job. Hooray. I'm sure I did some other stuff as well, but eh. <laughs> it clearly wasn't interesting enough. That's right. But yeah, that'll probably do it for this week. Thank you guys very much for listening. What are the things I say? I, I'm having trouble focusing. Um, you say, do you want me to get you a piece of candy? <laughs> I think I'll make it I think the, the only candy we have left is candy canes, so that's not going to help you. No. Um... You can follow the show at Failed Pop Culture with Noe at the end. You can email the show at popculturefailure at gmail.com. You can follow me. I'm at Sandwich Surplus. I'm a Midwest Love Affair. And as per usual, you know, this week nothing else horrible happened, which is pretty cool in the in the world. So we don't need to remind you to not be a dick. But uh, Black Lives Matter and defund the police. Uh, and uh, stay frosty, everyone. Huzzah. Let's hear it for the manager. Time to rock and roll.